Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, kids and crusaders, welcome to Clarifying Catholicism. You're watching part 14 of a series on the history of the ecumenical councils according to the Catholic Church. Today we are covering the Fourth Lateran Council. Much of this information was gathered from Joseph Kelly's The Ecumenical Councils of the Catholic Church, a history. So if you want an in-depth dive into these topics, please be sure to pick up a copy of this book. To see the rest of our episodes, check out our playlist in the description. Without further ado, on to the show. Despite the First and Third Lateran Council's reforms of the papacy that tried keeping the church out of political influence, tensions lingered between power-hungry kings and emperors and their papal counterparts. Making matters worse, the Muslim leader Saladin had bested the Crusaders and captured Jerusalem in 1187. The next crusade that followed was a total failure. The Emperor Barbosa, whose meddling in papal elections caused the Third Lateran Council, drowned in a river during this crusade. Compounding these problems were everyday corruption and incompetence by the church in its institutional functions. When Pope Innocent III ascended into power in 1198, he was determined to tackle all of these problems. Interestingly, he wasn't even a priest before his papacy and was just 37 years old. Soon enough, he was ordained and began his reign. He did not exactly get off to a great start. He called the fourth and even more disastrous crusade in 1201, the very crusade in which armies went bankrupt and sacked Christian towns out of revenge against the papacy. Then, a Byzantine prince with an axe to grind contacted one of these bands of renegade crusaders and offered them money if they helped him gain the Byzantine throne. So the crusaders set off for Constantinople in 1203 and installed this man into power. This seemed like a success for the crusaders turned mercenaries, though there was one problem. The Constantinopolitans did not accept this man as their leader, so they killed him. All the money they were promised went down the drain. So, in frustration, they sacked the city, took their women, including nuns, and stole their relics. This single event is recognized by historians as responsible for destroying Catholic Orthodox relations until the 20th century. Pope Innocent was infuriated by all of this, but he was powerless to stop it. Thinking there was no way he could help the Easterners, he simply acknowledged the Patriarch of Constantinople, whom the Crusaders turned invaders installed, which backfired on him when the Greeks retook control of the city. Undeterred by this failure, later at the Fourth Lateran Council, Innocent called for yet another crusade. Innocent was ruthless against heretical groups like the Cathars, whom I mentioned in the last episode. To recap, the Cathars were a dualistic religion that believed in a good god and a bad god, and that the material world was evil, but the spiritual one was good. Kind of a Gnostic sort of thing going on. They believed that souls were trapped in bodies and that sexual reproduction just trapped the same soul in a different body. So their solution was to, well, stop having kids. Initially, Innocent tried peacefully converting them, but once they murdered his representative, he dealt with the problem the only way he knew how to. A crusade! Ironically and horrifyingly, this was probably the only really successful crusade, because by the end of it, there were no Cathars left. 
Apparently, Innocent had not intended such brutality, but I guess he didn't learn his lesson the first time after the sacking of Constantinople. When the Crusaders approached towns that were blended between Catholics and Cathars, one of them famously said, kill them all, God will know his own. Innocent also got involved in the politics of deciding true heirs to thrones. This made him both popular and unpopular, depending on the region. In England, he excommunicated King John for not accepting his choice for the Archbishop of Canterbury. Innocent generally weakened the English crown's authority, a move which was taken advantage of by the English barons, who drafted a document called the Magna Carta. These English nobles forced King John to sign it, but Innocent condemned it because he believed it gave too much political authority to the king instead of the papacy. So to address a lot of issues that came about because of these political and military endeavors, Innocent called a council in the Lateran Palace in 1215. He didn't know this at the time, but by the time the council opened, he had less than a year to live. Given his previous failures, one might assume this council was also a failure, but quite the opposite happened. Over 400 bishops from every part of Europe and the Crusader states, as well as over 800 abbots and religious superiors attended. This was easily the largest council yet. This council issued 71 canons. They addressed many issues, such as specific heresies. Uh, it also insulted the very Greeks whom the Crusaders had sacked in Constantinople, rebuked some immoral clergy, forbade the establishment of new religious orders, apparently there were too many, be a nice problem to have now, and forbade displaying relics that were not approved by Rome. To improve the morality of all Christians, Canon 21 mandated that all Catholics should receive the sacrament of confession at least once a year. Following the trend set by Lateran III, Lateran IV accused Jews of usury, forbade them to hold public office, and mandated that all Jews wear distinctive clothing so that no one could mistake them for Christians. Ugh. Finally, Innocent called for another crusade. Unfortunately for him, this never materialized as he died soon after the council's closure. In terms of legacy, Innocent's was a mixed bag. On the one hand, he successfully enacted many needed reforms. On the other, he was rather ruthless against heretics and non-Christians. As we'll see in the next episode, this was certainly not the end of church councils addressing issues that came about because of political corruption or military exploits. See you next time. God bless.